is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Winner's Circle, brought to you by Grande Sports Training, a podcast that we dive deep into the mindset of professional players, both men and women. Today, we have Jennifer Munoz from Club America Femenina. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, Jennifer. So how are you passing this quarantine time? Um, I mean, honestly, I think my everyday routine is just wake up and work out, you know, the normal. And then, I don't know, I usually just tan <laughs> every day. I lay on the sun, get, get some, get some it, sun, that's about it, honestly. Has it been hard for you to keep that training routine going? Honestly, it is pretty hard because you don't have, like, your coaches or your teammates there to, like, um, help you train and everything. You kind of have to do it on your own, and it's, like, a lot of self-motivation. But I feel like my mindset right now is I don't want to be behind when I get back, so I feel like that helps me a lot. How do you, how do you deal with that? Like, those days that you're kind of, man, I don't want to train today, but you, you know you still have to go out there. What do you say to yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I always tell myself, like, soccer doesn't last forever so like if I finish playing soccer I don't want to look back and be like oh I should have gone and trained that day or like would I have gone that much better if I went out to train you know this on this day that's how I think about it no that's a great way to think and have you had this mindset as far as you can remember yeah I think it started in high school um I think I honestly I haven't really gone like a serious injury thank god but I would always think about, you know, tearing my ACL or any something like that. And that's probably my biggest fear. But I think I had that mindset in high school. And then I just carried it on with me until now. That's awesome. Like, if I tore my ACL, like, I would regret, you know, not training. Because people who do that are so grateful, you know, once they get back. Yeah, and those are injuries that, you know, they could happen at any moment, especially with exactly. the sport we play. Um, so tell me, tell me about your childhood, Jennifer. How was it growing up? Did you always have soccer in the family? Um, yeah, so my family, actually no one plays soccer, but everyone, you know, is a huge soccer fan. Like my grandpa actually is a huge, like super like Clue America fan. Like he's just worships them. So I thought that was like pretty cool, but I kind of grew up playing all sports. I tried every sport, but I think I obviously love soccer. And I actually, like, loved ballet. And um, I think when I was, like, 10, I had to choose between soccer or ballet just because of, like, the conflictions. But thankfully, I chose soccer. <laughs> so, but, yeah, what, I mean, it was just filled with sports. And what, what led you to choose soccer? What um, do you think it was? I, I think, like, the team aspect of it. And, like, I met a lot of my best friends when I was younger through soccer. And, like, ballet was very, you know, individual and – stuff like that so I feel like the team aspect was a lot more fun okay would you say that the ballet taught you kind of that like individual foundation where you knew you had to hold yourself accountable yeah I think it I mean it was a lot of pressure on me as as a little kid you know doing ballet but and like performing in front of people but I definitely feel like that helped me perform on the soccer field you know even on a bigger stage now yeah so yeah it's definitely helped me would it, what would go through your mind when you'd have to go up and, and do a big performance, especially at that young age? I know yeah. I know if you're like six, seven, eight, nine, and you have yeah. to perform in front of a crowd or even, you know, present a project in front of a crowd, it's, it's exactly. What, I know. I mean, honestly, I was really shy when I was little. 
like very shy and I mean, I'm not shy now but you can ask anyone but I feel like I was more nervous for that than a soccer games so I feel like maybe that's why I chose soccer too because I wasn't as nervous <laughs> as I was dance. Was there, was there ever times where you know you would go in nervous but once you're actually performing that nervousness would go away? Oh 100% I think if you're you know you're good at something and just it comes naturally and that's why like on the field too if you overthink like the game isn't going to go your way you have to just trust your instincts like you play soccer for a reason you know yeah would you agree it's kind of like it gets to a point where you kind of like zone out and just focus on what you're supposed to do oh yeah and like even during you know like the games right now in the stadiums it's so loud sometimes but you don't even I don't even hear the noise like at all because you're just I well I'm so like in tune with the game and like what's going on in the moment you don't even hear anything yeah, no, that's that's so interesting because I know a lot of a lot of players that I've worked with, um, you know, especially the younger ones. It goes it goes back and forth. Like sometimes they can get distracted by what's happening on the sidelines, what's happening yeah. on the outside. How do you think uh, you got to that point where you can just focus in on the moment? Was it something that you learned over time, or was it something that somebody you know put on you? Um, well, I think when I was little, I was kind of like a perfectionist, like every game, you know, people would be like, oh, good game and be like, well, no, because I did this, this and that. And I feel like, I feel like over time, like you kind of just zone out during the game. And then after, like after that's when you like, you know, like focus on other like distractions or your parents or stuff like that. But long when you're on the field, I feel like it's just zoned in and that's it like you're playing 90 minutes and you're focused for 90 minutes and then you're done uh, so yeah it sounds like to me that you had a lot of self-talk growing up yeah <laughs> so you would you would talk to yourself constantly before during and after games um, probably not before but I feel like during games I'd be like okay like I feel like I was very like intuitive with my mind and stuff and I mean most of the time you know I just kind of just play but there was obviously like I was in a club and when I was little where it was very competitive the leagues were very competitive in California so like every game was hard so I feel like that kind of built up my mental strength too just like being surrounded by really good players um but yeah I feel like that's definitely helped me like now too did, and uh, where, where in California did you grow up I grew up in Southern California okay so and, uh, was there a lot of competition there for soccer yeah I mean I feel like our state or our like side of the state was probably one of the best in the country from when I was little to high school so it was very yeah it was very competitive yeah would you say I know the, the environment that you're in the, the competitiveness it kind of pushes you to be better like day in day out and and yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that played a huge role for you yeah I mean like like I said, like growing up, it was always like, you have, we have to win. We have to be the best, you know? And I feel like, yeah, it was tough when I was little, but I feel like now it's, it set me up for like Club America where it's so well-respected. Like you have, like, you can't lose. Like if you lose a game and you're like done. So I feel like that's definitely helped me a lot. So you mentioned that you started uh, playing soccer around, um, well, after ballet, like around 10, that you chose soccer around 10, 11. Yeah. And at, did you jump right into playing competitively right away? Like a, yeah, I mean, at a I've high always, level? 
Yeah, I feel like I started my competitive club when I was like six. So I've been around that competitive like aspect for a long time, okay. especially in California. And then at what point did you kind of say to yourself, like, this is what I want to do? Because then I see that you went to the University of New Mexico. Right. right? At like yeah. what, what age did you tell yourself, like, this is what I want to do? I can I can um, play in college. I can play pro. Well, when I was little, I'd always write on the little like, oh, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd be like, a pro soccer player. Literally up until probably college. But once I hit college, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be a pro soccer player. I like had those doubts just because, you know, I don't know. I just had doubts. I was like, well, what if I want to do my degree instead? Like, what if, like, I don't get called to any team? I didn't know anything about the Mexico League at this time. So I was like, okay, so I started focusing on my career after college. I mean, I was still playing college, college soccer, but I mean, my focus was obviously like my school. And it wasn't until like senior year where I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna play. Is so, that, and, and how, did, how did the whole process going into uh, the University of New Mexico happen? Like at what point uh, in high school or from club did you get called up or did they show interest? <laughs> Well, my club team was very watched by a lot of colleges. Mm. So um, I think it was kind of an easy process just to be looked at. Like I said, like the team was just really, it was a high level and everything. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, but I think, I don't know, I just kind of visited the school and I liked the environment. And like, for me, it was like, I wanted to feel like I was at home and I feel like I was definitely at home there. That's awesome. And then... In your club environment, you said, you know, you were playing a competitive level and everything. Was there ever times that you kind of like felt that it's like, this is, this is a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm a teenager. Like, this is a lot. I wonder if this is how it is to be, you know, college or, or pro level. And, you know, so I, I feel like sometimes players go through that, you know, it's, it's normal to be in those competitive environments and it, it, it drives you on and off the field. You know what I mean? But yeah. whatever, were there ever times that you're just like, like, damn, I'm tired? Yeah. No, definitely, like, looking back, like, I had a, like, I mean, not just me, but a lot of, like, the younger girls had a lot of pressure. Like, I I actually never really thought of that until now. Like, looking back, I'm like, holy, like, I like there would be games, and, like, I'm super thankful for this. There would just be, like, sidelines of, like, college coaches, like, anywhere, like, you name it. I feel like at the time that was so normal, but like looking back, I'm like, I probably like felt so pressured. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Like pressure to perform day in, day out. Oh, if you made yeah, mistakes, no mistakes, you made mistakes, yeah. everything would just, you know, oh man, I must yeah. have. How, yeah, did you, like how did you deal with that pressure on and off the field? Like, you know, once you're on the field, you zone out, you have, you do what you have to do. But then, you know, we also have a life outside of soccer. Like, how did you yeah. deal with that balance? Um, well, I feel like balance has been super, like, huge for me, especially in college, too. But I think, obviously, it started when I was younger because, you know, I had school, and then I had soccer, and then I had to track, too. So I think that balance, like, carried on in college. And I feel like in college, like, you just have to be really balanced or else, like, one won't match up with the other. Like, your social life, your academics, and your – um, like how you play yeah and then do you think that you started um, balancing that out like around what age probably around 
freshman year of high school just because it was like a new environment and like there was high school soccer and there was like high school track and then I also had club practice and like school so it was a lot but it was definitely worth it so you had you had responsibilities all over yeah soccer field outside of school and everything and Mm -hmm. did you ever feel like you brought that competitiveness like outside the field to like apply it in other areas of your life yeah I feel like I'm I mean I'm a pretty like competitive person in anything but I definitely wouldn't like show it as much around like other people just because I know some people aren't as competitive and don't have that mindset but I feel like in soccer yeah I was very competitive I mean I still am that's 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 awesome no it's because I know a lot of players especially you know people listening to this podcast there's there's times where you know you're, you're entering competition and it's like a shock you know being in certain mm-hmm. training environments it, it could you could take it as a shock and then sometimes people can just right away adapt to it or people are like used to it. what would you say to those people that aren't used to those competitive training environments like how can I mean, they get to that level of, of focus that you you say that you get to i think i just think patience i mean you can't just like get to the level you want to be right away you have to like work for it you have to be patient with like your trainings every day like i mean even like i go out to the field sometimes and i'm just having like the worst touches and it happens to everyone and, you know sometimes like i'm gonna be honest like sometimes i've definitely like cried like (laughs) like what is going on but at the same time it's like it's just a process like this whole your whole career like like you're always going to get better like you're never should never settle and I feel like with that it takes a lot of patience yeah no I I I totally agree I think that's huge being being patient because you know I I feel like improving daily is is a whole process in itself right yeah and if we're not if we're not in love with the process and only worried about the end product then what's going to happen? We're just going to be worried about a goal that, that hasn't been attained yet. And if mm-hmm. we fail to reach it, we, we just break down. So it's, exactly. I, I, love, I love that you mentioned the word patience because it's, it's just about being patient with the process. 100%. Yeah. So in high school, you're playing club, you're playing competitive, and then you get interest from New Mexico. You show up, you love the campus, you start playing. How was that transition going from... Uh, club high school to university of new mexico and that that wasn't you know far away from your home too well not that far but you know outside of the outside of your city how was that transition for you um i think i don't i mean for me that transition was kind of hard just because i was away from home i mean i'm sure as it is for everyone leaving home but i feel like for me like my main part is you know feeling like it's my home and like my teammates and like the school, I wanted to be like comfortable there. And I think I was, so that definitely helped me. And I feel like that also helped me like with Club America, like just being that like this far away from home. I had like, I made sure like, okay, were my teammates like awesome? Were my coaches like, are they gonna teach me, like teach me to be the best? Like, and if they have all those check marks like New Mexico did, like then, then I'm set. So for me, it's just like a check mark thing. Like, do they have this, this, and this? Because these things will make me happy. Mm, would you, um, did you think about those things before committing to New Mexico or committing to Blue America? Like, I know sometimes, um, 
you know me as as a person i i before i make any any decision i like putting out the pros and cons and you know sometimes it's like there's way more pros and cons and it's it's the right decision but you kind of feel like oh, i don't want to do it because i don't know i might feel lonely it's a whole new city it's a whole new new country or whatever the case is but how how did you deal with those because i'm i'm pretty sure that there were moments where you're like man i want to go back home oh yeah <laughs> and like what 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 would go through your mind cuz i know moving I mean, away from home is tough it like forces you to mature quickly oh 100% i feel like like the the going to college like helped like matured me like by a lot but i like in mexico there are a lot of moments where it's like Oh, like I want to go home but then like you kind of have to take a step back and like realize like okay I'm playing for like the most well-respected club in Mexico like I do it this is my job like my job's fun like I'm not at a desk you know working from like eight to five like this is like what I love like I need to enjoy it because like I said it doesn't last forever yeah yeah no no definitely 100% that's that's it's, it's definitely one of the best jobs in the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, get, being out there and and kicking a ball for a living it's so much fun but there's so much that goes on behind closed doors that exactly. the rest of the world doesn't see and you know for you to be able to to take those risks put your back against the wall and face that pressure i mean i i feel like it says a lot about your character um, yeah i mean i've definitely grown so much like being over there in mexico like the most i've ever had in my life and like yeah i mean it does suck like missing like birthdays and like missing like watching my dog grow up and stuff like that but i feel like it's definitely worth it yeah no at the end of the day i feel like you know if it's worth it and this is what you really want to do and and everything then there's going to be a lot of sacrifices like how did you deal exactly. with those, with those sacrifices um i think just like like i said taking a step back um, obviously the sacrifices are pretty hard. I mean, there's a lot of times where I like found myself just like super upset about how I played and, you know, but I feel like in the end, like you're there to make yourself happy, your family and like the fans. And I feel like, like I said, the environment that I'm in is so awesome that like you want to try that much harder for everyone else. Mm. Mm. So, and then after you are in New Mexico, you go in. You go in as a freshman. You play there all four years. How mm -hmm. was that? That growth and development for freshman Jennifer and senior Jennifer. What was the biggest difference you would say? I think confidence, one hundred percent confidence. And I wish. I mean, I would tell the freshman now because I. Uh, I mean, I go back there a lot, obviously, to train and everything. But I think I just tell them like just pretend that you're a senior, pretend that you're, you own this team because I think my confidence grew so much over the past four years that when I was a senior, full confidence and like, you know, I was like, I could have been this my freshman year, but yeah, I think just confidence. No, that, that's interesting you say that because I know a lot of freshmen, whether it be in high school or college, they come in, I want to say maybe nervous in ways. <laughs> because yeah. you're coming into a totally different team you're like the newbie on the team and everything and it's interesting to hear you say that you just walked in with confidence like in your mind you're thinking you're a senior and you you own it just, this is, this oh i didn't i didn't do that but i wish no? i did oh you didn't do that 
No, I like I would tell my freshman self like, you're oh, good, okay. just play. And then what what would you do as a freshman? Like what would go through your mind? Oh, um, well I feel like I just I mean I played a lot, but at the same time like I wasn't like a leader vocally or anything. But I mean I just kind of just played, and I wish I kind of like um like started my leadership skills as a freshman. And, you know, kind of just, like, I wish I, like, asked more questions to, like, the veterans that have been on the team and stuff like that. Okay. Because I, I feel like, you know, and it was, it's important, you know, you you as, as a freshman, you're coming in. I feel like it's a time to maybe be more observant mm-hmm. and, and learn from, from the people that's already been there, from the players that have already been there. But I don't yeah. think, you know, for the advice that you're giving of, Going in with full confidence, I think that's also super important. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be that, oh, I'm showing off to everybody that I'm the best freshman here. But <laughs> if you're not constantly motivating yourself in that way, then, you know, it's going to be tough in the end run. Um, so when you got to be a senior, sophomore, junior, senior year, you say, would you say you developed in that aspect more of being more of a leader? Yeah, I think that I kind of, didn't I mean I never put myself first I always put my teammates first Mm -hmm. so I feel like if you're not getting the people around you better than I feel like you're not really growing as a person or as a player so I think as a senior I was just kind of a leader on the field for the most part and then I was that person out the field where they can be comfortable enough to like ask questions or have me like help them out and stuff and I think that's very important to help yourself grow and to help your teammates grow. Yeah, so just having a whole good energy around on and off the field, I, th- I think it's super important as well. So mm-hmm. could you walk us through the process of after New Mexico and then getting the call from Club America? How how did that all like come out to play? Um, it actually happened super random. I mean, I think I was going to decide to not play soccer again. And I was obviously really sad, but at the same time, I was like, okay, well, like, next step in my life, like, it's fine. But then, um, so I was on the U20s, and there's uh, this guy there who's just traveling with the team. And, I mean, I didn't really talk to him, but he called me, and he was like, hey, like, the club is having tryouts in L.A. Like, you should go out there. I know that you played for the U20s. Like, if you're interested in playing, like, let me know. And I was like, so I, like, thought about it for about, I don't know, like two weeks. And I was like, okay, well, if I don't try, like, I'm going to regret it. So then I, long story short, I went to the tryouts and Leo, my coach, was like, you can play for a league. Like, we're really interested. Like, I know you could play. Like, just like, I don't know. And then that's how it all started, <laughs> really. No, that that's so interesting because you're kind of like hanging up the boots, but then this opportunity came back. How did you... You just you just took it. You just decided, yeah. Jennifer, just go try out. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, like I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't done yet. And even like after my very last college game, I was like, it just didn't feel right. I was like, well, like I still have more to give, you know. Yeah. And it just so happened that it was this club, and my family's like loves this club, and like I felt comfortable just because the coach used to coach me on the 20s and stuff like everything is in Mexico City so I, I just everything just kind of lined up everything you know I checked everything off the list that's awesome and then 
So you get that call up, they show interest, and then walk us through that that flight from from Cali, I'm assuming, to Mexico City. What was going through your mind? How was that experience? First uh, Honestly, step that you was... take into the facility? Yeah, I mean, like, I went there not knowing where I was going to live. Um, just literally with my clothes, my cleats, and that's about it. But, I mean, I got there, and, um, like, I was living with one of the girls until I got an apartment and everything. And honestly, it was kind of intimidating, like, that. even that first day, like, walking into the club, like, it's so prestigious and, like, well-respected. It was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, I think I, d- I was definitely intimidated. Like, I, was, I wasn't as comfortable as I am now, but, I mean, that took time. Had you already signed with the club before flying out? No, I was flying there to sign the contract. Okay, so you, you, um, you fly into Mexico City. It's a brand-new culture. And how was that, like? adjusting to life off the field I think at first I was kind of like hesitant I mean because I don't I didn't really know anywhere but I think my teammates definitely helped me out with showing me like where to go and like the different because Mexico City is such a touristy town like there's so much to do there so I think that was that was good that like my teammates helped me I know a lot of clubs (laughs) the, the teams aren't as welcoming I mean they are but some teammates are like you know, what's this player doing here? They're going to take my spot. Uh, they feel also intimidated by your arrival. You know what I mean? How, yeah. How did you ever feel that coming from certain players? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but then I also had to tell myself, like, it's normal. Like, you're going to be coming into a new team and, like, they're there because they're competitive. And, like, now you're coming in and, you know, obviously wanting their spot. And everyone knows that. So I think you just have to understand that and kind of just be mature about it. But I mean, yeah, even being like a, like a Mexican American, it just made me want to try that much harder to like gain the respect, which I've like, which I did. So I think that's kind of like a nice way to like look back and be like, I worked really hard and gained the respect. Like, How was your first training session? I bet that feeling must have been unreal. It must have been fantastic on the training grounds at, at, at the club. How was that for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I was super nervous, obviously. Like, I'm not going to say that I wasn't because I was very nervous, but I think like once I got going, I was like, okay, well, just, I know how to play soccer, like just play. And I did, but it was just like, there was moments where I was just like looking around. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm here. It seems like you were very big on self-talk. Like you would always have conversations in your head with yourself. And, yeah, and but walk yourself I think I just realized moment. that too. No, because I mean it's it's a it's an important quality to have, um, and just based off you know our conversation, that's what I'm picking up. Because uh, I know I know a lot of people don't don't do it like that, or they just if they are talking to themselves, they're kind of talking themselves out of it. Whereas yeah. you're kind of like, yeah, I'm nervous, but you know what to do, just do it. Yeah, I feel like I never really thought of that until you said it. So. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's crazy because it, it comes, for some people, it comes super natural. And then, I mean, over time, you know, dealing with hundreds and, and of, of different players and everything, it's it's not that natural to everybody. Um, but yeah. that's just something that you were you were blessed to have, which when you adjusted, you know, the training and you kind of got back in the zone, uh, your teammates and, and living there and everything, you kind of had to go through the same process that you went through with college, right? Being away from home, 
making new teammates, making new friends, you know, balancing your life out to explore new things. I know it's also a part of growth and, and development being in different parts of, of the world and, and understanding different cultures and everything. How was it for you when, let's say, you're already settled in, you feel good, what was the next goal that you set for yourself? You're never a starter. So I think that was my first goal. I was like, I want to, I want to, actually, no, at first I was like, I just want to play. I want to touch the field. I want to see the field. And once I was doing well and I got the starting position, I was like, okay, well, now I want to just improve myself. Like, I want to improve, like, the little things. And I feel like the little things are huge, especially in pro sports, because if you don't keep up the little things, like, you're not going to have the, the basic necessities to, like, be the best. Like, I feel like to be the best, you need to just be full-rounded and, like, work on like work on dribbling, work on little cone stuff that you used to do when, like, you were little. Like, I still do that all the time. That's amazing that you touched on it because I know, you know, at the pro level, the margins are so small. Exactly. That, that the, the person that has been consistent throughout is going to take that, take that spot or take that starting position that you, you've been fighting for. And it's, yeah. it's not only about you know, staying consistent, but also motivating yourself to stay consistent. Because I feel like there's, like, a huge amount of factors. Because you could be a good player, right? And just be yeah. like, show up and leave. But then there's those yeah. good players that show up and actually work their ass off, and then they leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the self-talk plays a huge role in it. Once you, once you did achieve that, you got, you got to play your first game. You got to start your first game. How was that? How how did that feel? Oh yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was just like a mix of emotions. I was like, you know, it was nerve wracking. I was super excited because my very first game, I think, it was like the record for number of people, like in the whole league. So it wasn't just like my first game was like a little bit of people. It was like a whole stadium, and it was so loud. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like. But I mean, honestly, like my first game wasn't like. I didn't really do anything special, but I think just like being in the moment, not like during the game, it was kind of cool. How many people were, were in the stadium approximately? I would say like, I think, I think it was like 11,000. Oh, wow. And for like a girls game over there, that's like huge. No, that, yeah, so, that's, that's still, that's a, that's a big crowd. I mean, we weren't home, but it was still cool. <laughs> just yeah. If they were cheering for the other team. What did you say to yourself when that, bus ride to the game um, in the hotel room before the game and even in the locker room like what was going through your mind um I think I I mean I, I think on the way there I did something that I like never do because usually like in college you just kind of listen to music talk to your friends but I was like really serious obviously now about these games because they're huge so I think I was just like listening to music and then just like I was writing down in like a journal about how I was feeling and I've honestly never done that but then I just did it and I've been doing that like the whole season and then I stopped but I think I'll probably like get back on that just because it helps me like relax. I know a lot of players that also do that that just write down their feelings or write down everything before and after the game and mm -hmm. it's kind of like a form of self-talk. It's yeah. like you're telling your future self like look, this is how I felt in this moment, and et cetera, et cetera. And then when you look back at it, you can see how much, you know, you've grown as a person, as a player. And I think that's exactly. great. 
And once you step on the field and you play your first game in front of this big crowd, what would you say was the biggest difference in, in competition between uh, playing at New Mexico and, and playing with Blue America? I think the technical aspect in Mexico is a lot better than in the U.S. But the U.S., I mean, in the college game, it's everything's about, like, how fast you are and how aggressive you are, how strong you are. I feel like in Mexico, not so much. It's just, like, if you're soccer smart and if you're technical, honestly. Would you – was that transition and, and getting accustomed to that style of play easy or hard for you? It was definitely hard. I think just, like, the the movements, like, my positioning. my Like, I used to never think of these things in college. Like, how I, my body is positioned, how, like, if – just, like, very, like, um, precise movements. And I feel like when I got to the club, it was just, like, I really had to focus. And especially because everything was in Spanish and, like, when I first got there, I was just like, my brain was just like slowly like getting into it. So I was like, okay, like every practice, I've never been so focused in my life. Now it's like, I, it just comes in naturally. But like when I first started, it was just like, my brain would hurt after practice. And I'm not kidding. That's, that's insane. No, it's crazy because it, everything like we talked about, it's, it's literally the smallest of margins. And it comes down to every single detail of having yeah. your, your hips facing a certain way how many steps you need to take here and there, how close uh, you need to be to the sideline, in the midfield, all these little things. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? um, but that, that's, that's crazy. So once you, yeah. once you did play your first game, what position did you go in as? Um, I went in a center mid. And then, yeah, I think I, I've, I mean, I've been playing center mid, but I went in as a center mid. How would you describe yourself as a player? Like what type of player do you think you would describe yourself as? Um, I mean, I would say my vision is probably something I'm really confident in, just like seeing where players are before or after they get the ball or like just like being aware on the field. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that makes it easier when you like receive a ball, you already know where someone is or you just, you just have to be one step ahead of everyone. It's like everything, everything plays out in your mind, right? All the, the possible um, options that could happen, the decision-making, all those little things, I think it's super important for a center mid as well. Yeah. And how, how was that feeling? You know, you're playing at Club America, everything's going great. You're, you're, you're in a new environment. I know that feeling of, you know, being in that, that environment is just like super like up there. You get called up to the national team, right? How was mm-hmm. that? How was that for you? Um, it was actually really funny. I was at practice and um, our coach, so our, my coach, his son is the head coach of the national team. So, I mean, he knows everything before, like it's out on the media. So he brought everyone in and like, I think there was about one or two pe- like one or two girls from my team that were already called. And like, we thought that was it. And then it was like a super early practice. I, I'm pretty sure I was really tired. Like I was kind of just like, I don't know. Like, you know, one of those days where you just kind of, like, walk into practice and you're like, okay, like, talk and then let's go. But, like, he was like, oh, like, we have one more person from our team going to Europe. And he said my name. And I was like, I'm pretty – like, everyone – I was so shocked. Like, everyone's like, did you hear that? And I was like, yeah, but are you sure? Like, I said, are you sure? And then he was like, yeah. And then – yeah, that's – I was very surprised. And that whole practice was just, like, a blur, but – That's a great way to get news, though. 
you know, out of yeah. blue. You like surprises? Surprises sometimes can be like good or bad, but this was, was definitely a, a greatest surprise. Oh, it wasn't my dream come true. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when you go when you go with the national team, now that's that's like another jump within, right? How was mm-hmm. that how was that transition for you? I mean, it came at such a perfect timing because I feel like that week at practice, um, I was very comfortable. Like I was very everything was like on point. And like I'm not saying like like last season there was about three games where I was just not having not like not playing good at all and it happens all the time but you know there's those weeks where you're just like everything's on point you're so comfortable and everything but then going to the national team you get challenged just like 10 levels up and I think I enjoyed that just because I knew I was like getting better like I might not have been like the star or like the best but I feel like being in that environment with so many good players like I was so grateful to like just like have that like extra speed like it was the speed was insane and like it was just that much better I think it comes back to that that confidence and self-talk because you know once a player is super prepared yeah it's like you know the confidence is there you can show up anywhere and just know that you're gonna kill it and then what helps on top of that is having that self-talk to where you're like yeah you got it to show up, yeah. let's, let's do this, let's do that. Everything just flows. And that's, that's, a, that's a level that I feel like players need to understand how to get to. You know, not only having everything be sharp and clean with your feet, but also just very focused when it's time to work. When you, when you played your first game, your first training session, how was it when, you know, you heard the national anthem? It's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just such a different feeling when, like, you're playing. Like, I mean, I've been to MLS games where they play the national anthem or, like, even other games. Or, but once you're, like, on the field and you're playing for that country that the national anthem is, like, on for, like, it's just, like, you just get the chills. Like, it's, it's, it's really nerve-wracking, but it's, it's really it's a cool feeling. And what, what goes through your mind? I think I play – I think it was the second game I played in – um, he put me in second half. Okay. And I mean, I was obviously like, holy crap, like, here we go. <laughs> like, I think, I don't even think I was thinking anything. I was just kind of like, okay, I have to focus on my movements and just like, my thing was like, my first pass needs to be like simple and clean. Like, and it turned out that I like scored on my like first touch. And I, after that, like, the nerves didn't go away. It was just like that much, like, oh my gosh. You scored in your first game? It was my first touch. Like it was like. Oh, your first! No way! That's that's amazing. First game, first touch, first goal. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, great! Like I have to do this every game." <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. And and right now, how how's it going for you? You know, before the whole coronavirus started, how how are you feeling? You know, you've already been there a while now. How how long have you been at the club? Since I've signed yeah um it's gonna be a year okay and now I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you're now like you know you're settled in you're good you feel comfortable what okay. are your what are your next goals that you're looking to achieve um well I think at like at the moment um I mean I was kind of bummed because the quarantine or the whole virus thing happened right when I felt like I was at my peak and 
I mean, I think just training and stuff right now is just like my main focus just to like get back to like that level, that peak where I was. And, but I mean, other than that, I feel like with the club, I just really want to like make it to the championship because I feel like that is just like makes everything just that much worth it. I haven't, I mean, honestly, I haven't really thought about it, but I definitely want to get that called again, obviously. And kind of just like make, like be better, just like 1% better every day. If you could give advice about a, a girl, a young girl looking to get, you know, follow your footsteps, what, what advice would you give them? I would give her so much advice, but name, 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 name a few. Um, I mean, I feel like one of my biggest things to like that got me where I obviously wanted to be was I feel like every workout that you do by yourself, you can always like do that extra work. I feel like everything comes down to like extra work. Like every even when I was like little to high school to college even. I wouldn't be done with my workout unless I was tired. I mean, a lot of my friends, you know, I work out with them and after workout, they do everything, but they're just not exhausted at the end. And I'm like, you're not tired. Like, why don't you do more? You know, and I feel like that's what separates people. Just like mindset of like extra, doing extra and like pushing yourself like no other because then that gives you preparation for like and confidence for like games, you know? And don't get distracted by, you know, other people's opinions or, you know, other things. Like, I feel like everyone knows what they want and they can easily get it, but you just have to, like, sur- like surround yourself around that. Did you ever deal with any off-field distractions that, you know, if you look back at it now, you're kind of like, if I would have paid attention to this, my life would have been completely different? I mean, yeah, I feel like definitely in high school. I mean, my life probably wouldn't have been that much different, but I mean, just like, you know, being in high school, you miss soccer, you miss like dances and like proms and stuff like that, you know, or like spending time with my friends. But in the end, like looking back, I'm really glad that I didn't, you know, give into that and just focused on soccer because if I did, then I mean, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you in, in terms of, you know, you miss out on a lot of things and it goes back to what we said about sacrifices, but it's so important putting in the extra work because the journey to getting to that next level is, you know, even though it's a team sport, it's like super lonely. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, exactly. and that's why, like, I admire how much self-talk you had because, you know, it's at that point where, in the journey that you're kind of your own best friend, you're your own coach, you know, there's other people out there that for sure, you know, they're, they're there to motivate you. They're there to give you advice and everything, but they're not always there with you. I think that's fantastic advice, not only for your young girl, but any player listening, that's super important to master. And now Jennifer, just to wrap things up, I always like asking two questions. The first one, what is your definition of being a winner? Well, that's a great question. Um, definition of being a winner to me is knowing that I'm like in the soccer aspect, knowing that I'm making myself better by helping the people around me get better. 
I just feel like winning is like I whenever I think of winning I just think of team and I feel like I don't know I just I don't know how to explain it like winning and team go hand in hand and if you like help out other people to get to that level it also helps you get to that level and it's just like if you're just together and in it then you're a winner it's like having the people around you win that also makes you a winner and then my last question i know you kind of gave advice to a young girl or a young player but now if you could what advice would you give 13 year old jennifer munoz i would probably tell her to keep your head up and you're allowed to make mistakes because those mistakes are just going to get you that much better but don't try and be a perfectionist like you're still growing you're still learning so if you want to be the best then you have to work for it all right jennifer well guys thank you jennifer thank you for being on this show today it was a great conversation i loved hearing your story thank you so much for your time guys that is the end of our episode with jennifer munoz if you guys haven't already, please subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And until the next one, guys, thank you so much.